is up people it is your main guys it is chris and jb hello yes welcome yes. back to episode 26 of chat grapple and cheat pops the podcast uh like i said jb here my virtual pic because you know the, the world is not letting us sit in the same room together um especially in this area of england <laughs> This not man, it's welcome fucked. to tier four. <laughs> uh, does that make us the tier four horsemen? Then it does. We are the tier four horsemen. That is a oh, shit, incredible son. way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, we'll start off by saying thank you so much to everyone that watched, you know, Capital Carnage, our review of Capital Carnage, uh, which feels like maybe two, three weeks ago now. We are very busy people so we don't get to jump in every week or every few days as we'd like to but it was our most watched show on youtube so far yeah um, dude that's the british fans for you bro i'm telling you yeah capital carnage was i mean it was a hilarious show to watch as well we did uh we did our best numbers on youtube you know we did really good numbers on the downloads thank you to everyone that watched listened and you know, keep subscribing, keep liking, you know, as Chris would say, you know, slap, slap our bell. Slap the bells, man. Slap the, no, it's there. Slap the bells, man. And do it. It's the season to hit the bell. Ding dong merrily on high, mate. The people need to start jingling them bells. It is around Christmas time, as JB saying, like, apologies, we have been fucking uber busy. It's literally been like, we, we've rearranged it a couple of times. Sorry, um, just, just so you know, we don't work for Uber. That's not something that happens. We're not Uber guys. No, no. We've been very busy. We're Uber busy. We're, we're fucking crazy busy. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been, um, in my business, it's a busy period. Uh, in Jordan's job, it's fucking crazy busy at the minute. So, like, you know, we... we you know, it, we, it's no frills with us as well. Do you know what I mean? We just tell you how it is, man. You know, we do our thing. We do it our own way. Uh, we don't watch no one else. Um, we don't copy them. You know, we're just doing it. This is chat grappling and cheap pops. Um, and we can only do it how we do it, basically. And sometimes, unfortunately, we might miss a week here or there. Um, but that is expected. Thank you to everyone that was checking in as well to see if we were all right because we'd missed a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, we are fine. We're absolutely cool. It's just, you know, things get busy. It is the most wonderful time of the year, apparently. Um, Did people people thought we had the Rona or something then. People might have thought that we got struck down by Rona. They, they didn't realise that we were the tier four horsemen. And, right. and here, yeah, here we are. Uh, it's been a long time, you know, three weeks or two weeks is a long time in wrestling. So there is a, there was a lot that we've missed catching up on. Um, today is Sunday. TLC is later tonight. Um, 
I'm just, you know, I'm going to call it before it actually happens. Uh, Roman retains, and there you go, be done with it. I can't think of anything else that would explain that show. <laughs> you know, who's a surprise partner? Is it Charlotte? Probably. Yeah, probably. Not really much a surprise. No, but saying that, SmackDown is the best wrestling show on TV at the moment. There is no, for me, no scope for that. Uh, Kevin Owens has been doing brilliant stuff with Paul Heyman, typically not on SmackDown, on the, uh, what was it called? The, the talking show, Talking Smack or something. Yeah, Talking Smack, yeah. As long as it's not taking smack, it's all right, I guess. That's correct, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but moving away from WWE quickly, well, we can't actually because we, uh, we did lose Pat Patterson. It, it happened the day after our last episode. Yeah, that was... It's happened a couple of times where we've spoken about things and then someone dies. Pat Patterson, you know, we did talk about him briefly on Capital Carnage Show, not knowing, obviously, because it was the day before, first Intercontinental Champion, the well, the OG of the Royal Rumble, the creator. Creator, man, the yeah. creator. He, you know, so many people have come out in the business and said, like, People don't realise how much influence and how much input Pat Patterson had uh, in the wrestling business, the modern day wrestling business that we know today. He, he was he was the main Finnish guy. Um, you know, he, he was he was the fucking man. There, you know, there, there um, are some things you always sort of knew, like when you, you sort of dove in headfirst into wrestling, you knew about the gorilla position, you knew about the dusty finish. And you knew that Pat Patterson did the main events. That was it. Yeah. Like, and that's a that's a lasting legacy for him. So, you know, rest in peace, Pat. Yeah, man. Um also Zeus, the tiny lister, as uh Debo. Debo, indeed. You know, <laughs> um from from the film Friday, next Friday. You know, he main evented, no evented a couple of pay-per-views in the WWF. He even, I'm sure, main evented one in WCW in a big group thing. Yeah, what was he called in WCW? He came Z, in. Z-Gangster. Z-Gangster, yeah, because we we covered, because he was in the um, the Dungeon of Doom. He, he got brought in by Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, I don't think we've covered that one yet, the, the Triple Cage thing. I'm sure he was part of that. He was part of that. I don't think yeah. we did cover it. I have watched it in the last couple of months. Um, yeah. But yeah, another we'll go with like crazy sort of like weird wrestling influence. He was part of that. He was in that No Holds Barred film, which Chris is a big fan of, I'm sure. Bro, I lo- you know what, right? When Hogan's in the ring, I've never been much of a fan. But when he's in movies, I fucking love it, man. Like, I don't know why. Like, Mr. Nanny, I, I don't give a shit, right? I'll tell you what, I'm going to show you actually now that it's literally to hand in this room. He's he's moved rooms and he's now in what can only be described as the wrestling room. It is, it's the wrestling and gaming room. And now, look, Mr. Nanny the VHS. I've got the original movie poster as well, which is going on the wall right up there. Um, like Hogan in the movies. I loved it, man. Universal Soldier. Um, Undertaker was in that, weren't he, uh, as well? Uh, oh, was it Suburban Commando? Or Suburban something? Commando, yeah. 
Yeah, he was. He was like a bounty hunter or something in that. That's right. Yeah, crazy. Like, how how does these things get stuck in your brain? Um. Yeah, so you're so lost. You know, Zeus or you know Debo. You know, everyone yeah. remembers Debo, like of our generation, anyway. <laughs> I'll bust your ass like Craig did. Knock your fucking eyes straight. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's so not a great couple of weeks for. For wrestling in that respect we move on because there is a new aew world champion the moxley era is at an end thank fuck how do you feel I, 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 to be honest i would have felt better if it was um mjf but oh, um no. you know the the omega it, it's now switched to the omega marks now so oh, really we've, 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 yeah 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 there's there's omega marks now um who keep talking about cleaner, cleaner, cleaner. They keep, you know, it's annoying me how people keep saying that Tony Khan has bought impact. If I hear one more person say that, um, I might lose the plot. Um, it, I mean, the whole thing with AEW and impact, what, what are your thoughts? Like, because to me, I think it's fucking pointless. Like, okay. I've got, I got a couple of quick bits. I'm going to, going to whiz through them because like I said, we got a lot to get through. Yeah. Um, the booking was weird. Because the same night, you know, they brought out Sting. Sting ran off these heels who were back in charge of what was going on in the ring. Like, I thought that was weird anyway. But, you know, Sting turned up AEW. Nostalgia, great. Perfect. But they debuted him and then did... And then tried to do the Omega Impact Callis heel turn thing. They called it a double cross. It wasn't a double cross. It was just someone interfering. Um, I didn't feel like Don Callis needed to be a part of this match. I thought it would have been better if they had someone from the Impact roster do it. I understand that he's Uncle Don or whatever to Kenny, but Don Callis does not need this. He doesn't need no, a not get, unless he's getting in the ring with Tony Khan, who's buying those stupid ads and puffing his. You know, standing there with arms folded to make you know to make his biceps look bigger, and making his little you know pretend shoot jokes on on these ad paid adverts with Tony Schiavone. Unless they're going to work a match together, and this this leads me on to you know Mr. Khan wanting to be a TV character. But again always something we spoke about we said he's always going to end up being the evil guy on tv but it, it, it was one of them it. things not like yeah it. It, yeah but it, it, and the thing is though it's one of the things that they said they would never do it's one and one of them things that ah. they said no we're not going to have this Russo said either. this in wcw yeah, i'm never going to be on know? tv but absolute power corrupts absolutely, you know. And when you're the booker, it's extremely. It seems seems that it's extremely hard not to fucking book yourself in angles, um, you know. And I, and like I, I say, in a weird way, understand why bookers book themselves because they can trust themselves in a way. They they know they're not leaving. They're not going to run out. It's but it's a it's a weird mistrust now because there's everyone's under contract. Yeah, but it's not it's not the territory days. Yeah. And and I do this another thing as well. If I hear one more person talking about this is getting back to the territory days, just because fucking Omega's been on impact, fucking hell, I'm gonna lose my shit. Dude. Um, 
Oh, hasn't been. It's not really been an invasion of anything. All you've had is Kenny turn up on impact. Um, but why? It, it, what? It, I, I will say it's always good when companies work together properly. Um, if it's done correctly, you know, fine. If it's done in a New Japan UWFI way where they just crush everyone, or even that invasion of the WCW and WWF, like where everyone just gets beat in three weeks, it doesn't work. Both both groups need to be presented as equal, and they're not. Let's be honest. I mean, like I say, the only this isn't benefiting AEW in any way, really. Not really. Um, it's just taking away. It's just shifting the lens over to AEW, and people say, "Oh, they're doing Impact a favor," and all this, and it's like, "Oh, okay." okay but trying I mean, to shift some of those Impact viewers from AXS, Access TV, or whatever, to watch a bit more TNT on a Wednesday night. I don't know, but it's it's, and I, I use the term, you know, in an ironic way. The impact is minimal. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't need to be done, not at this time anyway. At least do it, like, when you've got fans and stuff like that, they could have made, it could have been, it, it could have been done better with, obviously everything's better with crowds involved, yeah, but well. um, I, it, it just seems like it's a little bit, yeah, I mean, like you say, Cyrus the Virus uh, hey, didn't... The man, the man run the Truth Commission, come on now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I like yeah, him, I like him. Um you know, like you say, he didn't really need to be involved. It could have been someone off the roster. He can cut a good promo. I'm not gonna not knocking that in the slightest. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But where's it leading? Is it leading to a Don Callis Tony Khan, you know, ladder match or something? Because I don't want. Uh, and you've got people talking about this whole oh Kenny's going to be the belt collector now, and he's gonna he's gonna have this and this and this. And it's this. it's a gimmick that's been done, but I mean, it's not not something that's been done mainstream so why not give it a try yeah maybe I think, uh, John just... Morrison or John John Nitro John yeah Johnny Nitro John... time. he did it yeah, yeah correct yeah ago. yeah yeah um it's still all a bit meh for me though bruv but let's move, booking... on to, let's move on to the to the fun part of a of a story involving AEW Jim Ross came out <laughs> and According to some wrestlers, buried the talent. That's not true. He was trying to help them by telling them that some things that they do in the ring or on a sh- on one show, like uh, on a given night, is not very good. And it's concerning that bit where they all, in especially multi-man matches, WWE are guilty of it as well. Saw it at War Games. Five, six, seven people all you know against each other, all bundled together, whilst one person jumps on them. It's a hokey spot, bro. It's, it's a hokey it's spot now. Um, like I said, it happened on War Games. You know, it's not just anyone picking on AEW. It's WWE thing as well. It's it's every company, to be honest, that does it. It's not a great spot. But yeah, um, some people in AEW, in particular, I think it was Brandon Cutler, the the camera guy. <laughs> Or or as or as Cornette calls him Cutlet. Yeah, he called him Cutlet. <laughs> All I knew him was I knew he was friends with the Bucks or whatever from school and that, but 
he's decided that he would jump out and make some tweets and make make light of it and come and watch me jump on a bunch of guys or something silly like that or like quoting JR and it's like grow the fuck up man like dude who the fuck is he compared to JR who the fuck are you Cutler compared to JR here's the thing yeah if if someone like Jim Ross offers you advice yeah granted Jim Ross is pushing on a bit but he's still on TV he's worked in the most successful wrestling companies ever He's worked in all of them. He yeah. worked for NWA, WCW. He worked for WWF, WWE. Um, you Not know, fucking Bill Watts, man. Like when they were, bro. Right by, you know, what? And 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 tell me this, yeah. For what other reason would you hire Jr. unless it was to actually get that knowledge from him, utilize it, and do something with it? Else, it's pointless fucking hiring Jr. Might might. This is a problem with you know in general in life man like you know young young people don't want advice from people that have been there and done it they don't you know oh, i don't need that the, the the point of this is dude okay he wouldn't have felt the need to come out publicly and say this if all the times constantly when backstage he's been probably talking to these guys and saying look guys this needs to be done in a specific way. Maybe you can do it like this or like this or like this. And everyone's just been saying, yeah, fucking whatever, JR. Do you know what I mean? So it's one of them things where JR's not the kind of person that would come out and say this publicly if when he was saying it in private, it would have been taken on board. He want, It's his job. It's his workplace. He wants to see AEW thrive. He went from being in WWE and he went to AEW. He put all his eggs in that basket and he said to Khan, he said to all of them, he said, right, you have me. I'll give, you know, I'm here to help you lot do what you will with me. Ask me whatever you fucking want. Whatever you need to know, I will tell you. But then when he's been telling them and speaking to him, because let's be honest, the booking in AEW has been fucking poor. It's been terrible. You, they can chat shit about, oh, they don't want to do it the traditional way. You, wrestling is wrestling, bro. Yeah, you can't it, fucking... It, why it, would you come real. in? Yeah, right. it's not legit, man. You, you, like, and you've got to make it as legit as possible. You need to make it as storyline orientated as possible. Which brings us to the next point he makes, or a point he makes in this you know, piece that he spoke about was protecting finishing moves. And yep. it's not something, it's, I mean, every, every promotion is guilty of it. You know, he said like a DDT in particular should be protected. It shouldn't just be a, a throwaway move in a match. Hell, most of the time in the shows we watch, it is a finisher. Yep. You know, super kicks. Fuck, man. Stop it. Stop, stop throwing super kicks. It's finished. It's, it's become one of the worst moves in wrestling. Dude, a, a DDT and a super kick, if you break those moves down, they are ultimately kicking someone square in the face yeah. and slamming someone's face into the floor. Okay? No one is getting up from that. No one's kicking out from that. They shouldn't be. It and what he was saying... He knocked out Ricky Steamboat at, at ringtone. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, finisher. Like, come yeah. on. It's one of them things where he says, is it the fact that, you know, Shawn Michaels was doing it wrong um, all these years? Or, um, you know, or sorry, the Young Bucks, are they, uh, you know, are they doing it wrong? 
the, the Usos, the Young Bucks, you know, anyone else who throws a super kick, like Adam Cole, like they all do it. Like, and it's it's it is a throwaway move, and it sucks, man. Like, I don't like it, but you know, there it is. It it was the it was it was they're, they're finishing moves. A DDT is being in, is used as like a comeback move now. Yeah. It's used apart as from, a comeback. Apart from Moxley, who uses a DDT. Let's not go there. So thank you, Moxley, for trying to save the DDT. Right. Um, I will. I will give him that prop. But the thing is, though, like what what we're saying, though, if so many other people are doing it. Mid match, it makes Moxley's DDT it makes, not special. Yeah, right. exactly. It's like, well, how come when Moxley does it, someone's laying on the floor for ten minutes while he can fucking cut a promo over him, and then other people? Do you get what I'm saying? And then yeah. other people are doing it, and they're literally pot- kipping up after fucking two seconds. Get the fuck out of here, man! Right. <laughs> Remind the wonderful people where they can find us. Uh, well, we are here on YouTube right now. If you're looking at our lovely mugs, if you're seeing JB's lovely background, you're seeing me, you're watching us on YouTube, touch the bell, like, subscribe, whatever it is, uh, YouTube, Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Chat Grapple Pops, where uh, we put occasional clips up from the show. We put other clips up and we put other little bits. We give other people shout outs. We chat a lot of shit on there. Jordan mainly is on that. Um, you can catch us on Podbean, Spotify, Deezer, Castbox, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, um, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the whole shebang. And wherever you get your fucking podcast, we are there in your face. Someone did ask me about SoundCloud. Yeah, I did see that. And it's just more fucking work to bang it up on SoundCloud. But to be honest, like we, we could we, we have the um, the audio so yeah. we, we can do that. We can. And I'll tell you what, we'll probably do that. We'll add we'll add a, add our stuff on SoundCloud as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. be, someone did. Someone did mention it. And I did find it funny because I said I'd have to speak to my audio guy, which is, yeah, so, which is Chris. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We'll, I, I'll, I'll get on that. It's just um another place to upload to which is absolutely fine the yeah. more the more the merrier um the more people that can listen to us the better and yes we will accommodate wherever we can so shall we shall we hop in our time machine let's hop in the time machine man let's go to washington dc we'll head into the dc armory indeed uh, Seven thousand five hundred in attendance hundred thousand Thousands waiting outside, apparently. Apparently. 160,000 buys on pay-per-view. That's, yeah. I mean, for an event that was that is this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I think there was probably a wrestling sort of bump because it was a month after WrestleMania 6, Hogan and Warrior. You know, I think you still had people still itching to see more wrestling on pay-per-view. So I think that might have helped more than anything because it is may the 19th it's 1990 mania 6 was in early april yeah and uh yeah we are it's well i mean this is this is good it's the return of robocop fuck yeah (laughs) tony shivani welcomes us to capital combat we get the national anthem 
and then I counted them because I realised they looked really pony. It was a uh, six fireworks. Yeah, there was shit. I've got that in my notes. Um, it actually says, uh, and I quote: um, "Armed Forces Day, Star Spangled Banner, shit fireworks." Yeah, six. Um, they shit were fireworks. dog shit. Yeah. Um, Jim Ross and Bob Cordell are our commentators for evening, which means there's not going to be a lot of quotes from commentary. That's something we get with usually with a heel commentator. We get some good banter, but there's none in this. The banter is non-existent in yeah, this. And that's that's a shame. Um, Chris did not watch the VHS on this. He has it in his, in, in his possession, but he did not watch it purely because the first match is cut from the VHS. <laughs> yeah, um, and this one, actually, that I have, is an ex-rental from Blockbuster. You can see the... Blockbuster. Remember that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Look at that. And it was 99, 99p. The when bar. Blockbuster was selling their ex-rentals. Oh, man. 99p that was so on here it says um so where hold on i'm gonna have to take it out because the old stickers covering the uh what's the name okay how long is it saying 115 minutes so now they've cut 50, 50 yeah, minutes. about 50 minutes from the show, yeah. So I don't know where else they probably... They probably cut the first couple of matches. Yeah, they... they I, I I think it was the first two matches that, yeah. they've, that they've cut off it. I think the first match... Um, first match on the VHS um, uh, is the... No, I think they cut the first three. That would make sense. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, and and the hair match. <laughs> so I think the fucking yeah they've cut loads off. I think the um, first match was the uh, the US Tag Champion match. Oh okay, so they've cut a lot. Yeah, um, loads. Well, we've not been cut from you know the VHS. We do we did watch the whole show. It's and we'll jump right into our first match. It is a six man tag. It's a it's a weird. Weird start, man. It's Kevin Sullivan, Cactus Jack, and Bam Bam Bigelow with Oliver Humperdinck against the Road Warriors and Norman the Lunatic, otherwise known in the ninth later the mid nineties as Bastion Booger. He was Bastion Booger. He or would Friar Ferguson, right? Friar Ferguson, yeah. He, 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 Bastion Booger. I always remember him coming out with a chicken, eating a chicken. Um. And you know, coming out with various like food in bags, and um, like you know, I'm guessing you don't need to wonder why, but it was the last WCW appearance for the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom or whatever. Um, Animal would say in an interview they didn't get on with Jim Hurd, I can't imagine why. And they would be on World Wrestling Federation television in July. There would there would be a few of these guys on this event itself that would in literally within a year be in WWF. There was there was so many greener pastures, I mean, man. They'd get massive. They get you know, gimmick changes and even Bam Bam Bigelow would be in WWF shortly after. He this. would yeah. He would be 
it seems like he bounced around a little bit between because in 87 he was in WWF yeah as we covered in our first survivor series um and then this is 1990 and it actually says um Bob Cordell says that um Bam Bam's been wrestling for 3 years so his his first year can't have been 87 <laughs> could have been because I'll tell you what, he had a fucking cracking match in that main event in Survivor yeah. Series. He, um, I know he, he does some stuff with, in Japan with Vader. He tags with Vader as well later on before he goes back to the WWF. Um, yeah. Huge pop for the you know, Legion of Doom or you know, Road Warriors, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, Animal shows some good agility in here. Hawk, very close to winning the Ico Pro Award, Hawk. Very close. Yeah. God love him. Um, Throws him, he's throwing some drop kicks. Um, I've noticed that Norman has one wrestling boot and one uh trainer on. One yeah, I, I've got that as well. Norm's got one boot and one sneaker on. Um, you've got Cactus Jack for mayor, uh, signs in the crowd. Um, you know, and and this is this is early days for Cactus Jack where he was actually called Cactus Jack Manson. Yes, um, that was actually his original name. Eventually, he would drop the Manson bit. Um, he does. Uh, Jack gets launched into the front row as well. It's crazy, man. He nearly takes out an old dude. Um, he's Doing bumping all get, over get the place. The, get the match over, yeah, because it's not over. It's not a good match at all. It's not long enough. It's not. The only thing that was over in this match was Norman's gut popping over his trousers. Bless him. <laughs> yeah, but he. I'm sorry. You know, he threw. He threw himself around in it as well. Oh um, yeah, he was he was all right. It was a hilarious, like weak slap that Hawks with Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. I don't know whether he was like just doing it to annoy him or because it's not something you'd use like in the ring. It was just a almost like a pie face. It was like a yeah, it was like a paintbrushy pie yeah. facey thing. It's um yeah, this match was just fucking crazy, man. Like the most exciting thing was in this match was probably Cactus Jack and Norm throwing T-shirts out and coming down on a little scooter. Yeah, he comes out um, on a toy scooter. Because <laughs> apparently he's from the mental institution. He's yes, from the psych... He used to be held under lock and key. Apparently Teddy Long used to have the key. Oh, man. Like, I mean, Jim, Jim heard in those gimmicks. Yeah. yeah. Remember, he wanted the hunchbacks. Couldn't be pinned. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 I remember. <laughs> I remember hearing that story. Yeah, and it's like, mm. in theory, like you, can, <laughs> you can think, okay, all right. I mean, yeah, cool. Like, but in in reality, it just, it's not gonna work, is it? I mean, you know, what are they gonna be like, weebles? Like, you know, <laughs> um, the heels get their heat on Norman, um, and before you before you know it. Hawk hits a flying clothesline on Kevin Sullivan and we're out of there. Kevin Sullivan bumps like a bitch on his side and makes it look terrible. Um, you know my yeah. thoughts on Kevin Sullivan, so I'll try, yeah. try not to dive onto that. I was trying to goad you in then as well. Yeah, I, I felt like you were trying, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be good. I'm going to leave it where it is because we have a match for the ages up next. It's... Oh, it's, it's good time, Johnny Ace. Yeah, you know, the uh, former 
Executive Vice President of Talent Relations, <laughs> John Laurinaitis, against Mean Mark, who comes out with Theodore Arlong. Now, um, this is incredible. Mr. Excitement, he once described himself as on WWE TV of John Laurinaitis. So um, he's also a man that feuded with Cena and CM Punk. Yeah, crazy. He's also uh, the step stepfather to the Bella Twins. He's really got himself in there, hasn't he? He's... Yeah, step, stepfather to the Bella Twins. Um, brother, obviously, of Road Warrior uh, Animal. Yeah. Um, and also uh, Terminator. Is that their other brother? What's he called? Marcus. I'm not. Yeah, I think so, yeah. There's another brother. But yeah, he he had feuds with John Cena, CM Punk. You know, it's I mean that's make crazy. Um, me and Mark, uh, he would leave the WCW in September. Don't know what happens to him after that. He disappears off the yeah. face of the earth. Mean Mark, yeah. 1986 MVP um, in the Basketball League, um, also has a degree in sports management. Um, you know, he literally disappears off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, we don't really know where. Uh, there has been some sightings of him uh, recently. Yeah, recent um, sort of resurfacing, yeah, of Mean Mark. Yeah, of Mean Mark, yeah. But... Um, yeah, we, he, he, for 30 years. If he, anyone has got any mean Mark sightings or anything like that, please get in touch. We'd love to yeah. know what he's up to. That's right. Johnny Ace's music is hideous. Oh, dude, I was going to say that as well, man. The music is so... And it, it, just the whole gimmick and demeanour is just, like, so cheesy as fuck. Yeah. Like, I just... Oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> he's Mr. Excitement, all right? Big John. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, production misses his uh, Tope Suicido, which is quite annoying actually, because probably the best thing about the match. It, I yeah, think? I mean, it was yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I mean, I I won't lie, I'm a fan of Mean Mark. I I like I like Mean Mark. Yeah. I don't don't I'm not a fan of Johnny Ace, but um, I do like Mean Mark. He doesn't excite um, me. He doesn't. Well, doing that. Tope Suicido thing. Well, I thought that was pretty cool, but then he loses all credibility by trying to start a peanut head chant. Yeah, yeah. About uh, old Theodore Arlong. Um, I did not enjoy that. <laughs> no, it's, uh... um, it's, it's a pretty slow-paced match. There's a smattering of booze for Johnny Ace. I didn't know you were in the crowd that night, so, you know, it must have been... No, I, it, it, yeah. Um, a young eight-year-old me. Yeah, eight. Calling him a punk bitch. I was three. <laughs> Old man. <laughs> we get a heart punch and we get a very impressive rope walk, top rope walk elbow, which was his you know, finisher, mean marks that is. And we get a three count. And it was almost a bit of a squash, apart from like, you know, Johnny Ace got a couple of moves in. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, it was Johnny Ace was getting a few, a little bit of momentum and that. But, I mean, really, there was only going to be one winner of this, and it was um, Mean Mark. I mean, uh, the Slamometer gave us an 8.2 yes, on, on, <laughs> on the final... Um, uh, mean Mark, a guy that Ole Anderson said would never draw any money. Yeah, I mean... Well, maybe he didn't do. We don't know what happened to him for 30 True. years. Yeah, we didn't. We don't know what bit. happened. Maybe, I mean, maybe he 
drew some money out of his ATM. I don't know. I mean, in theory, mean Mark never drew a dime. Um, <laughs> you know? You know what? You get you get a clap for that. I'll give you that one. Um, oh, poor Gordon Soley. You know, an absolute yeah. wrestling deity, you know, when it comes to commentary. It's outside Sting and Robocop's dressing room. Just waiting. Just waiting, talking about little stingers. Yeah, the poor geese has been planted out there. Like, you know, absolute legend of commentary. And this is what they've got him doing. I'd have rather have him sat there instead of Bob Cordell, to be honest. But They could have had three of them. It would have been an all right little... You know, yeah. they've had three people on commentary before. I mean, fuck, we had um, Mongo, Heenan and Shivani for God knows how long. I was almost sort of hoping that Cornette would be at the table here for this because, you know, they've done commentary for WCW. And I can't remember, I can't think of any other heel commentators they had at the time. No, I, I, and uh, just for the, the benefit of the viewers, like we, me and Jordan were talking about a clip that um, was on YouTube where Jim Cornette came into the WWF and Heenan lost his shit. Um, it's just the, 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 when you talk about heel commentators, um, Bobby the Brain Heenan is the greatest. Um, Actually, open arm welcome for Jim Cornette turning up, marking out for him. On he was screaming. It's, it's, it's essentially how to put over a new guy. It was great. He was like, do you know... Do you know who this is, McMahon? Do you know who this is? The hugs got booed, you know, something fierce. So good. So good. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, you, you, sent, you sent that to me the other day and I finally got around to looking at it and I did message you straight away. So this is yeah. amazing. It's great, man. Like, it was, it's almost I mean, like if Paul Heyman put over another manager now, which I did mention like to you in the messages. Yeah. Like, they're not going to do it, but... You know, I mean, but the, the thing is, though, doing it, yeah. But 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 uh, this is another thing in wrestling, though. Where are all the good managers, really? Well, I liked Zelina Vega, but they got rid of her. Um, and not, yeah, that's the thing. She might have had an OnlyFans. She weren't so showing her snatch. She just wanted a little bit of extra they wanted, cash. They wanted the uh, Twitch money as well, which. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, we move on. Um, Tony Schiavone's with the world's worst tag team in history, Rock and Roll Express. Um, that's my opinion. I know other people that I talk to share this opinion. I don't see it. I just don't see it. You Nor know. does uh, Robert Gibson a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Because he's actually blind in one eye, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I know it, it points off, but... I he's think the white Debo. He's the white Debo. The white Debo. <laughs> Never heard that before. Um, <laughs> Bust your ass like Craig did. Not go fucking ass straight. The, the Rock and Roll Express say they're going to whoop the Freebirds. They want to be champions again. And then they drop, doing... this, they drop this stupid line saying their good friend Lex Luger just got out of the hospital. Why would you say that? Yeah, because everyone's trying to put... They've been told, you've got to put Luger over. You've got to fucking put Luger... Everyone... You it was, your heels that he's just been in the hospital. What sort yeah. of... Yeah. Dude, I'll let me tell you something, yeah? 
this promo annoyed me. I mean, Robert Gibson was doing like loads of sign language and like mimicking talking while um, uh, Morton was was trying to talk and that. And it's like, look, just fucking, we don't. You've had your say, love. Let let you know. Let Morton talk. Um, and he was doing all this thing, doing like like sign language and stuff. It was annoying. Um, and then yeah, just randomly they're like, yeah, our good friend. Um, Lex Luger, he's not your fucking Luger buddy. Luger didn't not... even know who they were. Yeah, he's not your guy, pal. He's not your buddy guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Luger's main not... event in the Rock Roll Express aren't main event in this show. Um, <laughs> but they are. They were like five times NWA Tag Team Champions. Yeah, of course right? they were. They, you know, they were big stars. They were, you know, I'm, they probably have got good matches. I just, I just don't get it. I don't. I like they, Ricky. They Morton, looked old but... here, like in the. 90... I mean, they are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're dated <clears> there. But anyway, um, <laughs> this is another weird one. Like the gimmick was Captain Mike Rotunda, or as we know him now, the father of the fiend. And, yep. um, and Wildfire Tommy Rich take on the Samoan SWAT team, which is Fatu and the Tonga Kid. Uh, yeah, or the Samoan mm-hmm. Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they called him the Samoan Savage here, which was, you know, okay, cool. Uh, Rikishi, father of, you know, Jay and Jimmy, the Usos, uncle to the head of the table, Roman Reigns, or the, what is he, the tribal chief now, is he as well? The tribal chief. Um, But I mean, this is another thing though, we're talking about wrestlers that would soon be in WWF, you've got three of them in this match. Yeah. Um, Well, Wildfire, yeah, wouldn't be the one, but... uh, Fatu would go on to become a head shrinker and win tag team title there. Captain Mike, IRS, you know, again, it looks like they all moved on to the WWF and got repackaged well. Because Tamu was one of the head shrinkers, weren't he? When it's Fatu Samu, and Tamu. Samu, yeah. Samu, yeah. Um, he would, yeah, he would be, yeah, he would be a head shrinker. I don't think Tommy Kid was not a head shrinker, but. You know, it's again, it's a, another case of bad gimmicks here. In well, I don't know, Simone SWAT team are pretty good, but Captain I, I, Thunder does not work. No, um, I I loved the the best thing about this match was the the way that the Samoan SWAT team worked together. Their heel work in this was fantastic. Um, good, just good stuff. I mean, you know, the match, and, um, the match itself is pretty grim. Yeah, it's pretty grim. But um, um, even JR puts um, on our last episode, or what, or the, maybe the one before that, I was saying about how good Mike Rotunda is as a wrestler and how he gets overlooked and how yeah. IRS was one of the... And even JR here says, Captain Mike Rotunda is one of the finest pure wrestlers in our sport. And this yeah, is in 1990. He, he yeah. could work, man. He was a fucking great wrestler. Really, really good. <laughs> There is a part, a part of the match which made me laugh um, because it's something that wrestling fans seem to really despise in across WCW. Um, Fatu accidentally nails Tonga Kid and they hug it out and they get booed mercilessly for it. Apparently, man-to-man hugs are not welcome in wrestling in the early 90s. No, as we saw with the Hollywood Blondes, yeah. um, with a kiss on the forehead... <laughs> Uh, um, it just sent the crowd fucking insane. Um, 
good stuff. You know, the Samoans, the crowd work was great. You know, they were trying to do their thing at the beginning. Yeah. You know, they kept getting interrupted. Yeah. yeah, they were stalling massively. It was great. Um, I mean, Tommy Rich here, dude, had been a pro for 12 years, 12 years already by this point. World champion, wasn't he? Yeah, you know, it's fucking crazy. I mean, and I tell you, he's a good shoot interview, is Tommy Rich, uh, Wildfire. If you can find a few shoot interviews online with him, I suggest people watch it because he's got some stories to tell. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, you know, it's great. Um, there's at least two rest holds in this match, which doesn't work for me. You know, one is fine, two is way too much. You love a rest hold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Fatu pins Tommy Rich after a double axe handle from the top. Again, it's not, it's, we, it feels like sometimes we skip over some of these matches. It's purely because they're that short. Some people yeah. have matches that are squashes, you know, like Edge and Tiger Ali Singh, <laughs> like and shit like that. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's not because the matches, you know, we just hate it. It's just, because they're so short, there's nothing to talk about, apart from like the odd anecdote we have about them. Um, Tony and, and we, yeah. Sorry, we missed one of the best things that was said in commentary in the last match. I've just seen it on my notes. Bob Cordell says um, he turns around and he's coming right in his face. Oh. It it just on the yeah it it. <laughs> oh man. He's like, once he said it, he was probably... To be honest, he probably didn't even think anything of it. No. But I heard it and I was like, oh, that's funny. I've got to mention that. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris's mind was in the gutter straight away. It's always in the gutter, but I'm looking at the stars. <laughs> Tony Schiavone's with the Steiner brothers. Um, they're prepared for doom. Scotty had, tries a cheap pop and it falls flat. Yeah, he does. Oh. It, it, this, to me, was... One of the worst promos I've ever witnessed in my oh, it's life. Hideous. Yeah, it's gr- so bad. Like I got here. They can't. Yeah, they can't string a sentence together, bro. And um, I mean, it makes you wonder why. Well, you know, it's one You've of the seen those videos it, of them backstage. Oh, mate! What at this event? No, no, no. It's like another event from like a WCW event where like a load of the wrestlers in the back are all like getting fucked up off of gimmicks. Get, get gimmicks. Yeah. Um, it is for me. You can, you, I can sense the tone of the promo that they didn't want to do this job. The Steiners didn't want to do that job. Probably not. Um, because at this point they felt they were because they would maybe a year or so down the line be in WWF. Steiner brought no, no uh, long. Um... Three Is it years. 93? 93, yeah. So, so about th- what, a year and a half, two years. But it was three, yeah, almost three years. Oh, yeah, sorry, three. it's 1990, yeah. Because they've so, got Hasbro. I mean, they did, they did lots of... I think they their bread was buttered in Japan a lot more than it is here. But, yeah, it's, it's a terrible promo. Um, they shift over pretty quickly to announce the winner of the sweepstake. Yeah. <laughs> And then they bring out good old Missy Hyatt to uh, guest ring announce this next match. The riot Missy Hyatt. And at this time, I'll be fair to her, she was in her prime right here. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, she looks good. Um, 
Her voice, though, is a bit shrill. Oh, it's proper, yeah, it's Banshee-like. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but this next match is, it seems to be believed, I think. Um, precious Paul Ellerin, the uh, long-time manager of Legion of Doom, taking on Theodore Long. And I've got here that Paul Ellerin looks like a beefed-up Freddie Mercury. He does look like a beefed-up Freddie Mercury. And to be fair to him, he's in quite good shape. I mean, there's he's been hitting the power shakes. He's been on he's been on the Ico Pros. Yeah. I mean, it's he, funny, um, I've been I've been watching um a lot of old Raws from 1993, and there's a lot of Ico Pro adverts. Oh, during, there, man. Yeah, they're all over the raw things. T-shirts, vests. Crazy. But yeah, he, I mean, he was a candidate for the award. I won't sell him short. He clearly worked himself into a good shape. Um, yeah, I mean, his veins were popping, dude. He was, he was, um, you know, they said he was a power lifter. Yeah, he obviously worked out with the with the guys. Um, Ellerin knocks out Theodore with the uh, with the loaded boxing glove that Teddy was wearing. Uh- We've got to say, this is a hair versus hair match between two men that hardly have any fucking hair. Yeah, they've just got it around the sides. Paul Ellering is balding. He's got a ball patch. Theodore Long has fucking, literally, he's got the Hogan locks. He's got, like, completely bald on the top and then, like, long bits down there. Yeah. It's, like, it's crazy. And, like, they've got Jay Tapper, this, like, professional hairdresser who's come down with Missy Hyatt. He's dressed, he's like, he's dressed like bloody Tiger King. Yeah, he looks like Liberace, bruv. He's come down there. He's got like, you know what I mean? Yes. He does look like Tiger King. <laughs> and yeah, like he starts shaving Teddy's poor Teddy's hair. It's like he's not doing a good job of it. No wonder, you know. The very, gimmick gloves is yeah. funny, man. Like it's such a yeah, it's such a bad idea. But this match was literally a minute long, so I think it's probably for the best. <laughs> And then um, another cracking part of the show, Tony Schiavone brings out the horsemen. It's Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson, and a tuxedo-wearing Sid Vicious. So funny, the way he's dressed in that. And <laughs> they should have been a rib. They've got to have told him, yeah, dress real nice, Sid. Yeah, dress real nice. And he's like, yeah, like get a tux or something. Like, you know, and then... <laughs> yeah, they were just casual. You know, I'd love to know if that was a rib. It does seem like it because, you know, you've got a guy who's like seven foot tall in a fucking tuxedo. (laughs) Looks like a penguin. Like, it's fucking crazy. Um, Flair quickly cuts into this promo and says he's going to get Luger's leg. Uh, Arn Anderson says they'll die defending the gold that Flair's got. It's it's pretty good. Like, I'm not going to knock it. You know, it's pretty serious. I enjoy it. Yeah. Um. Next, next up is our US tag team title match, and I quite like this. Um, it's the Midnight Express, which is beautiful Bobby Eaton and sweet Stan Lane, yeah, with Jim Cornette against Brian Pillman and fucking Z Man. Fucking Z Man, <laughs> champions. Um, part of this gimmick match here is that Jim Cornette has to go into a cage at ringside, he's refusing so. For some reason, again, I don't know why the ref needed the heat. The ref clotheslined him. Yeah, he did. Took him off his feet. 
Like, yeah. yeah, ref clotheslines Jimmy uh, and they put him in the cage. Uh, damn, Pillman's good in this. Pillman's pretty... It's a pretty good match, to be fair. Yeah. Um, they put Cornette in the cage and he's, like, protesting. And he's screaming, he's like, I need to go to the bathroom! I need to go to the bathroom! Like a child, yeah, that's yeah. being told to apologise or something. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Like, you know... Um, just, Whatever people say about Jim Cornette, okay, when he was in the business, whether he's on the mic, whether he's in matches, whatever he was doing, you can't say that he weren't good, bro. Yeah, the man knows wrestling. Like, he fucking he knew it. wrestling, man. Yeah. You know, he was good. Um, yeah, it's 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 really good. You've got the Midnight Express, and for people who know their Midnight Express uh, history, this wasn't the first iteration of the Midnight Express. No. Um, you know, uh, it was a good one. I, I enjoy these two guys. Um, I think they would they would end up um, wrestling against the original Midnight Express, um, Bobby Condry. And uh, Dennis Condry, Dennis Condry, yeah. that's it. Um, at, at one point, but uh, yeah, this is this is a Midnight Express team that is is pretty good. They work well together. Bobby Eaton's the fucking man. I, the I love Bobby Booth, Eaton. Yeah, in particular, put over Bobby Eaton as the best all round in wrestling. I mean, you look around at the time, maybe Kurt Henning. Oh, I mean. Kurt was perfect. He was great. But yeah, Bobby Eaton's a close call, man. He's really good in this as well. It's just very good. Um, and we get to we get to see him do some great moves. Yeah, um, I will say I've already like made a quick crack about Z Man. Doesn't work for me. Like I was never a fan. Just didn't get it. But um, Bobby, I've got the Z Man. Yeah, I've got the Z Man galoob in me in my cabinet. Yes, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> marks will be marks, man. That's right. <laughs> um, Bobby Eaton goes over the top rope. There's no disqualification. I, I This rule, man, like, it's got... Fuck. Why yeah. does it get to me that in a, in a match like a, a US title match where someone accidentally goes over the top, no, no, DQ, DQ, it's finished. But... Anyone can go over the top rope in any other match, and it's like the ref didn't see it. He automatically gets, you know, random blindness. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> there's there's a lovely... A re, I mean, like you say, Brian Pillman is selling his ass off. He is the bump monkey in this, but um, Bobby Eaton does a great swinging net breaker on the outside, throws him onto the metal barrier, then they throw him back in the ring and they do a great, like, a double-team double neck team snap to yeah, elbow drop. Brilliant. Beautiful stuff, man. The Express were just a great tag team specialist, you know. Fucking great stuff. In the middle of this, I have a take. for. Um, it's also a question for you. Okay. My take, the thrust kick is better than the super kick. Um, yes. Because, I mean, there was a lot of thrust kicks to the gut. From Stan, yeah. From St Sweet Stan, yeah. And um, that's I think, what... I think a thrust kick works better than one of the goofy-ass super kicks. Yeah. Um, I, but I tell you who did do super kicks really well. 
and it was the Samoans. Yeah, we saw that in the uh, yeah, Samoa. Fucking fantastic. But the thing is, they did it, and so they kicked um, the father of the fiend uh, in the face, uh, Captain uh, Mike Rotunda. They kicked him in the face, and what did he do? He stayed down for ages and ages yeah. and ages and ages. He didn't just fucking kip up after 10 seconds. Yeah. He was He's just been kicked in the face. So... Yes. Yeah, I I think the thrust kick would be a better kick. Yeah, dude. Hundred, you know. You know, you don't have to. You, know, you don't have to stay down and all that on a thrust kick. You can just take your thrust kick and be done. Yep. Super kicks, you should be saying staying down. But whatever. That's right. Um, flying elbow from Bobby Eaton. I mean, granted. Granted, there is someone else at the time throwing fl- a flying elbow like better than anyone, but Bobby's is good. I, the fans are behind the Midnight Express here. Yeah, they're not seeing you know Z Man in his great light here. Like, I'm getting it. No. Totally getting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's a shame, you know, because Tom Zenk, in theory, on paper, you know, he had the look, you know. Um, yeah, he did have a good look too. But he had a great look, tanned, muscular, no you know. But just yeah, you know, and that makes a difference. Do you, you remember know? a good Z-Man interview? Uh, yeah, on um, Beach Blast '92. It was about ten seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it was good. He was there in a suit, saying that, "Oh, I'm coming back from injury. I'm back." Oh yeah, no, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Now to Missy Hyatt. <laughs> um, massive cheers, like you know, for the Alabama Jam. This Beautiful leg drop in the top rope, yeah. Beautiful. It's a two count though. It's a really close two count, and then we get a savat kick from Sweet Stan and Bobby and rolls up Z Man for three count. There's a pop for the new champions here. I, yeah, I think the fans were more into the midnight winning this, and it. You know, purely because they didn't need Jim Cornette. It was the he's the heater, isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. It was. I I, I enjoy watching the um, the Midnight Express. I really do. And when when they've got Cornette in their corner, great stuff. You know, yeah. but even their work in the ring, great. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, I I I agree. It's really good. Like Midnight Express. I could gladly watch more of that stuff. Yeah. Much better than that rock and roll express. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Ross promotes the Great American Bash um, coming up. Ironically, that would be a massive pay-per-view for WCW in that, that, that summer. Um, it's where Sting would win the world title. But Gordon Soli, God love him. Um he gets the briefest glimpse of Robocop. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because they lose the signal. It's all like sketchy yeah. and like, you know, yeah, it's weird. Um, and here we go. It's here comes Sting and the, and I use these words just like the WCW did, the ultimate police officer, Robocop. Yeah. Um, Ole Anderson, Arn, and Tuxedo Sid, they uh they put Sting in Cornet's cage. 
and they shut him in there, lock him in there, and Robocop ever so slowly and delicately makes his way to ringside and rips the door off the cage. I mean, that's probably where Kane got it from, right? Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. (laughs) He's um, stolen Robocop's gimmick. Yeah, but uh, but the thing that didn't happen with Kane was... um, Robocop goes, he rips the door off, okay? He, he kind of pulls the bars apart, they're gimmick bars. Oh, and then he ends up ripping the door off. The the um, the horsemen sell it really well and they're just kind of backing off, backing off. But what you don't quite see is that the fucking Robocop suit is falling apart. Like mm-hmm. one of the bits off his thigh is flapping off, it's hanging off. So the Robocop character is standing there with one hand down on his left side, holding the fucking flapping leg. Check it out again. It is amazing. So like this suit that is supposed to be like titanium or whatever, the leg bit is just flapping off. So you see the guy's spandex underneath. Oh, man. Like, it's, yeah, it's, and this was what they sold the show on. Return of Robocop. That's right. Doesn't work a match. Doesn't. There's nothing. Nothing else planned for him. I mean, I can't imagine you were putting Robocop in a match in the first place. No. Well, well apparently someone pitched it. Yeah. Well, Jim Cornette says that the guy they were told before, right? The guy in the suit, he can't walk upstairs. He can't walk downstairs. The the runway can't be too steep. Also, he can't be taken off his feet because if he falls down, he won't be able to get back up again. And it just reminds me of like the robot wars. You remember the thing, robot wars? Yeah. Right. If one of the robots ends up getting flipped up, they just end up like lying on the floor, just like <laughs> not being able to get up. Just imagine him being taken off his feet and just lying on the floor, like spasming kind of thing, trying to get up. Um, Tony Schiavone is with a returning junkyard dog. JYD is back. He says he wants the four horsemen. He wants mean Mark. You know, he's rudely interrupted by Jim Cornette. But then (laughs) JYD fires back. Shots, man. Shots. Absolute brilliant. I can't remember what led to the point, but he he reels off. Yeah, he says... He goes, where have you been? He goes, where have you been, JYD? Where have you been? And he reels off this address. <laughs> Jim Cornette, quick as a flash. That's my mama's house. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, that's right. I'm your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your daddy. Like, unbelievable. It's really good stuff, that one. I really enjoyed that. And the dog is back. Again, great character. Just couldn't JYD. Yeah. Yeah, he, he had some problems, though, man. He had massive cocaine problems um, over the years. Um, there, there's, um, I can't remember what shoot interview it is and who it was. I can't remember. But it was someone, they were talking about how he was spending more and more time just in the hood, basically, just kept, kept on going to, yeah. to and hanging around with people and taking drugs and um you know he put on a lot of weight and he was out of shape and stuff but jyd was he was at one point dude he was putting asses in seats bro yeah. he was you know seats. he really was he was big in wwf um you he know did, the ljn he was, in, he was big with bill watts as well wasn't he yeah yeah you know i've got the um WWF. jyd 
LJN Bendham from 1987 or uh, 1984. Fucking hell. Uh, this, this has so many like sort of like wonderful and you know terrible moments in this next match it's the corporal punishment match um it is the rock and roll express against everybody's favorite tag team the fabulous freebirds what 100 percent jimmy jam garvin and um hayes it just yeah i I could watch them all day bro i could just come out to their theme like they're singing along they're dancing they're up on the ropes you know just Oh, I love man. it. Love him. I like I said, Michael Michael Hayes, if you know wrong time for him. If he was in there a little bit later, you know, maybe even the late nineties properly, like a young Michael Hayes is is a world champion anywhere. He I, could have got, easily gone toe to toe with someone like, you know, character wise and charisma wise with someone like The Rock or Shawn Michaels. I think Sean Michaels has kind of modelled himself off the Freebird Michael Hayes. Possibly. In a, in a way. Because it's that kind of that rock star kind of gimmick, you know. the Even the trousers that the Freebirds are wearing here are very similar to the early Heartbreak yeah. Kid. You know, it's, it's one of them ones where, you know, the amount of people that were influenced by the Freebirds, you know, it's... Um. Castle count here, very high. Extremely high. Yeah, you can tell who the baby faces technically are in this. Yeah. Um, Ricky Morton's mullet is offensive to me. I don't know it's, why I hate it so much. It's Sonic at the front and mullet at the back. It's fucking crazy. It's, I had a dinner lady with haircut like that in fucking ninety one. <laughs> Did at any point you call her Ricky Morton? I should have. Oh, um, this is a corporal punishment match, which means that at any point, someone can get a strap and start whipping someone, or a stick, like a maybe even a riding crop, whatever it is. Yeah, it's 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 weird because I think they're selling the fact that they're in an armory, so the corporal punishment kind of thing to it, it's... you know, it didn't quite work. Um. But yeah, because I said it was a strap match, but the straps were strapped to the corner. Yeah, it's weird. Buckles. it was it was weird. Um, it was weird. The Freebirds do get whipped by the Express, and the fans are mad into it though. They're just oh yeah, they're super into it. I really like enjoyed you know watching that, and then I question why, but. They put um they put the freebirds boat they both put them in figure four. Why are you using that? Mm. Like what? A t- it's another throwaway. No one's giving up in this. No. Like you're you, you're using someone else, someone in the main event's move. You're going to like to finishing move. To yeah yeah oh, t- man, I don't know like I'm just I hate it when I have to speak sense. Um, we've spoken about Michael Hayes before how charismatic he is and using that that left hand of that punch that you know and it's just a punch but it's so over with the fans like between that and their DDT which the fans go nuts for 
Yeah, there was a trial. Yeah. Right. But inexplicably, after a decent bulldog, Hayes does hit the DDT. He doesn't go for a pin. Which I thought, okay, well, he's too busy strutting. strutting. And, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, perfectly good. But yeah, doesn't go for the pin. And then Ricky Morton hits a move which is uh, was made famous by a friend of ours. Sunset skip. Yes. The uh, the inventor of the sunset flip, I believe. That's right. Um, Morton does win the match with a sunset flip. A terrible one. It wasn't very good, no. But no. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's an okay match. Like the fans are into it. Like I said, it's my problem that I'm not really into the Rock and Roll Express anyway. But the Freebirds were in it, so I sort of enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm I'm not a fan of the Rock and Roll Express really either. Um, they would be in the, they were in the WWF as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think they do come in. Yeah, it's they like, come in uh, briefly. Um, in, like maybe from Smoky Mountain. Yeah, in in this um, in this match, they come in with a fucking Wellwitzer um, jukebox as well. So crazy. Are you going to have the Rock and Roll Express coming out with one of them and then have the Freebirds who are actually a rock and roll band? With their own theme, yeah, singing yeah. their own shit. Like. In my head now, for the whole time we're talking, like all I'm hearing is, Bad Street, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like It's it's, it's a killer song, man. Like It is. Um, Tony Schiavone's with the uh, world's strongest man, Doug Furness. Yeah, it's... Um, do you remember um, Furnace and Lafon? Yeah, the uh, yeah, Am connection. Yeah, um, I mean Doug Furnace. He died very, very young, very young, uh, fifty-two, and um, he died of some pulmonary artery thing, which may have something to do with uh, extracurricular substances, gimmicks, um, gimmicks. Yeah. Um, you know. But Doug Furnace, he. You know, he looked the part, man. You know, yeah. he was in WWF, Furnace and Lafon. Um, uh, again, they they decide to go all in on this uh, Luger being in the hospital thing. Yeah. What they talk about, Doug Furnace leaves, Sting arrives and says that Luger's going to win. Like, sort of telegraphing the outcome of your main event. Yeah, I, I, I'm like I say, I've, I've we spoke about this before. I'm not a fan of Luger. I don't, no. I never got Luger. I never got him. I never, never liked him. Um, I thought his second run in WCW, lot, like, you know, that initial move when Nitro started the Mall of America. Yeah, um, he goes up against the NWR. I thought Luger was Mac was crazy over, and I thought he was really good. Like he was putting on some decent-ish matches. Decent-ish. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, decent-ish. Because if I said decent, someone would probably message me on Twitter saying you're chatting shit. So. No, it would have been me. I would have said, you're chatting shit, bro. Luger never had a decent match. Um, <laughs> I've got a lot to say about the main event. Don't you worry. Uh, tag team titles are on the line. World tag team titles, not US tag team titles. Uh, it is Doom, yep. Ron Simmons and Butch Reed with Teddy Long and with a fresh trim. Against our champion, the Steiner brothers, Butch Reed, very close call on the ICO Pro as well. Yeah, I mean, Butch this match, 
all, all four, this could have been for the Ico Pro Tag Team Championships. Maybe not Rick. No, Rick was fucking bigger than he, he wasn't. He wasn't as toned, but he was. He was just as big. He was bigger. But Butch Rick was, was close, man. Like, yeah, Butch, like Butch I, was really close because he looked. Like I, when he was I was when play. I was watching it, my missus come in. And I said, "Fucking hell, look at the size of him!" Like you know what I mean? Like, Butch Reed. Is that, see, so you who would you have wrestling? winning? Huh? You sure you're watching wrestling? No. <laughs> um, who would you have winning it? Because I, I would probably have Butch Reed, bro, winning well, it this week. I've got Butch as like my, he's one of my main candidates. Obviously, we do tend to go towards Luger, but I think we can, we can give it to Butch. Yeah, because I don't think Luger was even close to his ripped. I mean, he's ripped, but he's, he's not slim, jacked. He? Yeah, yeah, he's not jacked. I. I mean, I would, I would have said it's either um, Butch, Butch Reed or um, Scotty Steiner. Yeah, uh, so we'll give it to Butch this week. Yeah, Hats a new winner. Butch Reed or the natural Butch Reed, whatever you want to go by. Natural. <laughs> <laughs> Our Ico Pro Award winner this week, Butch Reed. That's a, that's a new champion. That is, that's new champion and new. He's. He's broken the dominance of Scott Steiner and Lex Luger. Yeah, but I mean, but even Ron Simmons is pretty large in this dude as well. Big. Fucking absolute meat lords. All, all four in this. They're absolute meat lords. All four of them. This was the meat lord tag team championship match. You're saying meat lord, right? Not meat sword. No. Well, I don't know what they're packing, but they were, you know, they were definitely meat lords. Of Butchery no sells a Steiner line which does not go down well. Um, yeah, he just rip. stands there. Oh. <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, Rick then goes for a pile driver and then drops to his knees, which looks pretty gnarly, man. Bro, it's gnarly like, as fuck. You, but you've got rednecks in the crowd going absolutely crazy at Doom, and then Doom are like, "You want some, old man? You want yeah. some of these champions, old man?" Um, but yeah, the um, the DDT kind of thing where he drops to his knees, like a taking, giving him a tombstone. Yeah. Um, wow, it was gnarly as fuck, dude. It was. I'm surprised he didn't break his neck. Um, there's a couple. This, this match at times felt like there was a bit of a lack of cooperation. There was a hundred percent. This is what I'm saying. There was no. It, it was. It was. It was sketchy. It was slow. It was sloppy. Um, the dodgy looking pile driver fucking tombstone thing. There was also an extremely dodgy looking Frankensteiner yeah. um, that was not executed well. Um, there was no. There was no cooperation. For someone, for someone as big as Butch Reed, he hits a high knee. Like, and it's well, incredible. I really liked yeah. it. Like, for someone that big, he got up there and yeah, really yeah. impressed with that. Um, I'm, Scott, I'm certain the, the Steiners with, with the with the cooperation thing because in the end, Scott Steiner just deadlifts Ron Simmons. Yeah, to suplex him, just like absolute sandbags him, belly to back, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he drops him on his fucking head. Literally yeah. drops him on his head. Ron Simmons uses that American football style. He comes out with some massive like NFL style tackle, which I really liked. I thought it was, you know, this at times this match could have kicked into high gear. If they were working together, yeah. this match would have been good. But then there, there's this happens a lot of the time in wrestling because the Steiners, they I don't think they wanted to do the job. I don't think they wanted to 
you know, hand it over to Doom. I don't think they wanted to do the job. So if they were working together, this match would have been it's phenomenal. Very, it's very hard hitting as well, which, like I said, that's, you know, the Steiner style in a way. Very hard hitting. They would often get their shots in. That's a very polite way of saying stiff as fuck. I'm trying, man. Yeah, I'm not. Try- <laughs> I'm trying not to just go down that road. Um, yeah, and then it, it, it's a strange finish because you know Butchery just falls on Rick Steiner from the middle rope. Yeah, it's, it's weird, man. Um, it, it wasn't the finish was awful, really, yeah, if you bad. think about it. Um, but the this, amount of punch could have had it could have you know potentially been as good as Sting and Luger against the Steiners, but it wasn't. No, it should have been if they were working together. Yeah. If they were doing it properly, you know, because it could they have. Were working, they were working together with Sting and Luger. Yeah, but you yeah. know why? Because there was no real winner in that match, was there? In the Sting, it, the, there was it was over in that. Huh. The Steiners went over in that one, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why they were working together with them. Yeah. Because Sting and Luger didn't mind doing the job. So they, they just wanted to have a good match. Because Sting and Luger were probably, you know, individually, they had more chance of getting world titles. So it was like the Steiners, you know, of course they were happy. Of course they were going to fucking cooperate. Um, you know? We do have new world tag team champions. Tony Schiavone catches up with Doom and Teddy. Teddy told us all. Um, yep, he told us say that Doom rules, and they're gonna they're gonna party, and I'm sure they are. Oh, dude, it was fucking great, man. He's like, tell tell Herd, come to the party, get ready, we're all gonna have a party. And uh, it, Ron Simmons is like, we told you it was gonna be a good, clean fight, no rules broken, <laughs> and that's what you got. Um, I I like Doom as a tag team. I re- I, I do. I think they they've got the look. You know, um, and it's nice, you know, at that time as well to, to have black tag team champions, you know, to give it because it was Whoa. just like, you know, like Cat Williams says, you know, it was just white, 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 you know, it's, it's you know, we do need to have, I mean, you know, yeah, you need you're to. You're right. It's, it's different. I mean, WWF had their, what, one? Set of black world tag team champions. That, that was it, bro. And the, the, the then the next time they had it was the fucking new day, weren't it? <sighs> Possibly, yeah. It's fucking I, I scary. Mean, don't, don't quote us on that, like because it's it's you know it's a Sunday night and we've both been working like pretty hard this week. <laughs> so don't don't um don't just go straight into the history books and say you two are wrong. Um but yeah, I mean the, the first tag team champions were Tony Atlas, the black tag Rocky, team champion. Uh, Soul Man, Rocky Johnson, yeah. Rocky, Rocky Johnson and um, Tony Atlas. But then I can't personally think of another tag team, um, another black tag team in the WWF then that would have the titles. No, um, I mean, ECW had gangsters. Yeah. I mean, Kofi Kingston, didn't he? He would it win ages. it with, yeah, with other people. It was yeah, it was ages before he even won a title though. But no, a Booker T was another one that should Harlem have. Heat. Harlem Heat, yeah, Harlem Heat. WCW um, led the way. WCW did lead the way. They absolutely led the way, yeah. and it was it was disappointing for me that Booker T didn't beat 
Triple H for the um, title at WrestleMania. <laughs> Back to WrestleMania 19. <laughs> you know, it, that should have happened. It, it really should have. You know, if there something, was ever something a you can hear our thoughts on, if you go back into our uh, previous shows, WrestleMania 19 is there. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere else. That's right. One of Chris's favorite WrestleManias. A hundred percent, dude. A hundred. It was a great WrestleMania, and um, from, that's got quite... apart from Booker T not winning the world title. Well, you know, apart from that, but you know, it, and and also um, uh, Triple H's fucking promos and that before were pretty yeah, uh, close like to you, the mark. Yeah, don't get to be world champion or something like that. Wasn't yeah, it? it was fucking yeah, a bit close to the mark. But yeah, like saying WCW did lead the way with um, you know, pu- pushing guys that weren't just that you 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 know your normal yeah. white guys, you know. Um. It is our main event. It is world title time. It's our US champion, Lex Luger, taking on world champion, Ric Flair, with the greatest female manager going, woman. She was fantastic at this point, dude. You I mean, know, there's not even, a lot of screaming in this. No, she's very... She, she's she's in a quiet stage. She's, yeah, it's, it's more about the look and the style, isn't it? Than yeah, the like the subtle gestures. Yeah. Yeah, I mean she's fantastic. I mean I can't, I mean, you can't praise yeah, women. We've enough. been talking about women since episode one. It feels like, That's right. <laughs> but um, it is a cage match. The cage does lower. It's the same cage they use for the Chamber of Horrors. You know, if you remember that uh, Halloween Havoc '91 and all that shite, <laughs> um, where yeah. Abdullah the Butcher got fried in the electric chair. <laughs> Again, something you can, you know listen to us talk about in the previous episode. <laughs> um, Rick Flair's hair, feathered and beautiful. Oh, the geezer is phenomenal, mate. Yeah. He's, um, he's not wearing peach. but He's not wearing peach, but I'll forgive him. He's still... Yeah. Woman Woman was wearing all the glitz and glamour today. She had the... Well, in the a weird one, Lex Luger insists that the referee checks woman. Yeah. And uh, they do find her... Oh, God, I just I remember I wrote this down. An say it. Object. <laughs> yeah, say it. I forgot I even wrote it down. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Fuck's sake. International objects. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. it was. It's just a little bit of plastic or something. I don't know. It but, was probably a bit of soap from the hotel that was taped up with tape. That is what I'm. I've heard on the wrestling grapevine, which is what all they may make knuckle dusters out of it. Um, they make all these little international objects, like the one that was in Theodore Long's gloves was probably a bit of a bar of soap with um, international object. Yeah, because foreign is racist, so you can't say a foreign object. You have to oh. say an international. Uh, Lex Luger is fired up. He's uh, he's in charge. Flair doing all the selling. Um, Luger's no selling the chops like Sting would. You know, no selling everything. To pretty the point much, yeah. No selling. Fucking annoying. Nothing. Yeah, just like I don't mind the no sell every now and again, but you, you, when you overdo it, like for these characters, like Luger um, and Sting, to a point, used to over like no sell too much. Um, it really just gets on my fucking tits. Yeah. Um. Rick keeps trying to climb the cage. 
and I, I don't understand why. It's it's weird, sort of. He's, mimic, he's mimicking uh, Lex Luger against Bruiser Brody. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why Luger was no selling. Luger got out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he'd have to leave the arena. That's <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, this Flair is bumping like crazy to get this match over. Um, he eventually tr- does get a hold of Luger's knee, like goes after it. But then he keeps trying to climb out again. And then and then as per usual in the WCW around this time, there's a blade job. Yeah. And it's Ric Flair, of course. Um, uh, yeah, Luger hurts his knee on a superplex, which I mean doesn't make a lot of sense, but sure, like how about it? It it would have been better if it would have been, you know, woman would have distracted the referee and then Luger would have got the back of his knee done by Flair yeah. that way. Do you know what I mean? Like they could have done it that where Flair has healed um, it up and gone for the back of the knee. Flair puts on the figure four. Uh, Luger doesn't quit. And then the four horsemen make their way out. Well, but, but there's there's also another thing <coughs> that annoys the fuck out of me. Go on. Well, you've got the superplex off the thing that damages Luger's knee, supposedly, and he's rolling around like he's just been stabbed. Um, And then, you know, Flair's working the knee, working the knee, working the knee. And then when the horsemen come down, it's like Luger just pops up and forgets to sell the knee after that. And he's just walking around like, Mr. Cool, there's nothing wrong with my knee. He's telling that he was in the hospital. Yeah. Right. Fucking joke. Let's not go. Let's not go down the rabbit hole here. <laughs> he, he was, yeah. I mean, was he actually in hospital? Not a clue. Because I think he looks very slim. So maybe, and they were saying he had a feet. He had an infection in the knee. He had a hundred and four degree fever for four days or whatever. Yeah. Um, he looks like he's lost a hell of a lot of weight. So I mean, maybe he was legit- back on in time for WrestleMania eight. Yeah, he does the thing with Bobby Heenan, the interview there. Narcissus, Narcissus. Like, I watched watched WrestleMania uh, 9 and I was watching um, the Raws and stuff before it. um, And just Bobby Heenan saying Narcissus, just just, (laughs) it's a thing of beauty. Like, you know, it's oh man, we're talking about WrestleMania 9 on Capital Combat, but still, like, it's, um, you know, the narcissist Lex Luger was absolutely ripped to shreds. Yeah, the four horsemen are out. Sting arrives to fight the four horsemen. And oh shit, here he comes, seven foot seven. He's dressed to kill. It's El Gigante, <laughs> the big Argentinian. Um, he arrives to help with uh, Sting. Um, whilst this is going on, Wyndham, Barry Wyndham, someone who they asked earlier on why he wasn't out in, in the interviews and that with the four horsemen, slides under the cage to attack Lex Luger. And in a cage match, we have a fucking disqualification. Yeah. Sweet Jesus, man. Didn't didn't they have Wyndham shave his hair and turn up as like a fake sting at one point? 
Later in the year. Yeah, at Halloween <laughs> Havoc. Fucking <laughs> yeah, He dresses up as it's Halloween. He dresses up as Sting and tries to do the old switcheroony to help Sid win the world title. Um, the four horsemen work over Lex Luger. They get they get out of the cage. Flair is shouting at Tony Schiavone, "We're the horsemen!" You know, get, lets off a big woo. Yeah. Uh, and Sting starts attacking them, and we get a so long, folks. That's it. That's your lot. I'm still annoyed that it's a DQ in a cage match. I think that's such a shit finish. Luger should have just given up in the figure four. Yeah, he, the, he loses that's nothing. exactly. He loses literally loses nothing here by giving up in the figure four. He'd been in the hospital. It's a that, that's the whole point. Yeah, they were selling his knee that he'd been in the hospital, you know, but it was probably one of them where Luger wanted to finish strong and he didn't want to quit. So let's find another way to do it where it takes fucking five men coming in. There, to, there is a, there is know? a side note on this. Um, Jim Herb wanted Flair to drop the title this on this show. Um, Flair refused. He said that there was, he had an agreement with Sting that he was going to, the minute Sting was healthy, the Sting was recovering from an injury himself, that he would drop the title to Sting, and which, you know, he does at the Great American Bash, like the next pay per view. But Jim Hurd and Flair were always at odds anyway. You know, it would eventually come to a, come to a pass that, you know, in 1991, when Flair would just leave and take the belt yeah. with him, <laughs> the real big, world champion. He took big Goldie with him. He did, and uh, yeah, that that's actually a lot. That's that's capital combat. It was dog shit, really. To be honest, um, it, it had its moments. It yeah, it, I, I mean, moments is yeah, fleeting moments of fun. I think yeah. I mean, the Robocop thing was. You know, absolute stinker, but you know, you're selling the show on that. You deserve what you get. If you bought it to see Robocop, <laughs> then you're soft. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, if you've the, watched it, if you've seen it, let us know what you think. It's, I mean, if you liked it, let us know why. Jesus. Um, if you like the Rock and Roll Express, let me know why. <laughs> I, love to, I, I don't know anyone who likes them. I'm I'm not a huge fan. Like I say, for me, the the Free Birds, yeah. um, the Hollywood Blondes, <coughs> um, yeah. you know, tag tag team tag team wrestling is is one of them things that you know it has its it has its eras, don't it? It really does, yeah. So it had its eras. Um, it, it's doom. I thought were really good. Um, excuse me, <laughs> doom. I think fucking hell. I'll tell you what. It's been a long couple of weeks for us, man. We're, we're struggling, but um, yeah, no, doom were really good in this. Um, I do like the Horsemen as well as a stable. Um, this one probably wasn't the best um, Horseman stable. I don't think. No, not even close. I mean, I actually did like the um, Chris Benoit. Uh, Brian Pillman, uh, Double A, and Ric Flair. I, Where's Mongo, man? Well, I, well all right, and Mongo. Go on, we'll chuck, and, we'll chuck and, Mongo. and the main man, Dean Malenko. And I'll allow him. 
for that. For I'll allow Dean Malenko for four horsemen purposes. Yeah. But we are currently the tier four horsemen. The tier four horsemen. Get a look. Um, That's right. If you know, if you enjoyed this. You know, as always, we like to tell people to like it, to comment, to subscribe, to hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're we're all over those places. It is a it is a time of year. It's it's a fucked up time of year for people in you know in the area we live. You know, you can't you're literally not allowed out to see anyone. Pretty much, it's like you can't do anything because it's, it's locked it's locked down again we have we, we have been we've been ultimately locked down again you can go to work and you can go home yeah and, yeah I'm, I'm still allowed to go to work you know that's that's really nice of everyone yeah <laughs> um, i will say and we'll both say it really if you're feeling you know if you feel like you know shit and things aren't working out for you like you know give us a shout you know we're the dms are open the messages are always open give us a give us a you know, a quick tap, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you. We got, you know, it is a, it is a lonely time. It can be. For, for, yeah. For that reason, we, we're happy for people to slide in our DMs for slide that. Into those DMs. Slide in bro. You know, um, we're bro. You know, we've got to check in on, on our, on our bros and our sisters. Do you know what I mean? We've got to yeah, check out on anyone. True. So it, any one of our fans that are listening in, anyone who is really struggling at the moment and, you know, because loneliness at Christmas time is a lonely time of the year for a lot of people yeah, anyway, you know, and let alone when now these people can't go out and see anyone or do anything, you know, can't go to the pub, can't fucking go. It can't do anything. Um, Talk to us, man. We are we are here. You know, we are literally at the end of your phone. Before, um, before we go off the air, I would like to show people. I don't know if you can see this. Like this is a, a the most ra- one of the most random bits of memorabilia I ever bought. I think I was drunk and ordered it off of like QVC. Um, <laughs> it's a WWE Christmas stocking. Holy shit! Hold on, let me have a look what you got there. So who's on it there? So you got Rey Mysterio, you got Undertaker. It's Triple H. Wow, Triple H. Yeah, dude, John yeah. China. Yeah, that's and good, man. Easter and Shawn Michaels as well. Yeah, dude, it's nice. an incredibly random piece. I'm pretty sure I was, you know, out of sorts. Like- Drunk eBay, drunk eBay in. It was it was a QVC thing, man. That's crazy, man. <laughs> Good old TV, TV shopping. Um, Damn, QVC takes me back, man. <laughs> exactly, like when they had really like random wrestling like hours on there. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, like it is it is uh it's very close to Christmas. I can't imagine we'll put out another show now before the new year. I don't know, man. We might do. We might be able to sneak one in, yeah. If if there's if there's a chance, but if there isn't, yeah, you know, I will say, you know, and Chris will probably, you know, say the same thing. Have a wonderful Christmas. Stay safe. Have a you know, have a cracking New Year as as limited as it can be. Enjoy it. Have some fun. Listen to some podcasts because you can't go out, so you might as well listen. Listen, right. (laughs) 
We, there's a few, it's slightly annoying when I look for our YouTube, okay? So all our recent episodes, well, actually quite a few of them, have got like mad hits, mad views, um, but there's a few stragglers, man. There's a few stragglers from the beginning and then then we, then we a few more a little way in and, and I will say they are one of our, some of our best stuff, like Royal Rumble 98, um, Royal Rumble... 99 i think we was another one bad blood blood, that is another one there's a few um wcw shows that didn't quite get the love so please guys if you're watching this if you're locked down and you want more content we are on episode 26 now so there's over two whole days of chat grapple and cheap pop podcast that you can literally just bang them on suggesting you do two straight days of it but do that um, like I say we said indeed that would give you severe mental problems on its own yeah uh, listening to us just fucking bitch on but but I mean to be honest we we have got huge amounts of content so go through and have a look at those ones that um that have been missed I think um in the scheme of things we've got a few of them that have been missed I was actually thinking about reposting some of them now some of the ones that really didn't get the love initially um actually thinking of reposting them um, not a bad idea you know and actually marking them as a repost you know um quick shout outs you know merry christmas to our good friends over at tree of life framing you know go and check them out as always our you know our wonderful artist friend Ty- at tyrant tales catch him on twitter merry christmas to everyone um, um i'm actually getting my gangrel signature uh, framed so i've got a picture of me with gangrel and i've got the signature and that is getting framed so that will be something that comes up on a podcast soon that's that will be something to see (laughs) (laughs) and yeah unless you've got anything else to add chris like just mad love. It's been a mad year, bro. This what a is year. like what a year. It's you been. know what a year. We 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 birthed uh, chat grapple and cheap pops. It was born. It was born out of just a brain fart, really. Of you know we I'm could do our, this. Our, our brains, our mental health ticking over. It pretty much was, you know, and we because it happened during the first lockdown where we were, you know, I think you were self isolating as well, weren't you? Yeah, because was, um, yeah. someone. Uh, at your work was had a positive test and then yeah. you were sent home and you had to stay at home. You literally couldn't come round, you know? Um, yeah, it was crazy, man. And then, yeah, it, it, and we just kind of thought, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just, let's do it, let's just do it man. And, and here we are 26 episodes later. Um, the lockdown was supposed to just be a month to flatten the curve, but it's ended up, um, flattening the fucking year um, but the thing is like a phoenix from the flames we have risen and now the world has chat grapple and cheap pops podcast 2020 was the year we were born and 2021 we're still going to keep doing it we might miss the occasional week now and then when we're like mad busy and we can't get to a computer or we can't you know, the, the issue with this one was we were so busy, we really couldn't sit down and just watch the pay-per-view. That's how crazy it was. You know, it's um, we literally didn't have time to sit and watch a show. Didn't have three hours to ourselves. Yeah, it literally yeah. didn't have three hours to ourselves. So, you know, and when we did, we got it done and here we are. Um, 
and we will be back. I reckon, I mean, what are we looking at? It's it's the 20th now, so it will probably go out. I reckon we might be able to... In between might be Christmas able to, and New Year, possibly. Yeah, between Christmas yeah. and New Year, we could probably sneak one. And what is that going to be, that show? Can we tell them? Uh, is it WrestleMania 5? WrestleMania 5. Yeah, WrestleMania 5, what a show. Um, so, um, yeah, so at we, work, we, we, I, I might start previewing that. We will do our best to get something out between then and between Christmas and New Year. If it doesn't happen, like I said, everyone be safe, be merry, have a wonderful time doing what you're doing. Uh, shout out to all our other podcasting friends as well. Like they know who they are. They, you know, ain't got the time to name names, but you know, keep doing what you're doing as well. And and also shout out to our, 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 our massive fans, the guys that watch week in, week out. Shout out to um, Cactus Matt. Shout out to um, Max, not the Hulk Hogan. Can I just uh, add in that Cactus Matt's threatening to take your spot if you can't be available on certain days? Is he? <laughs> Fucking punk bitch. <laughs> I swear, Max, not the Hulk Hogan, would also jump in as well. You know, you, know you have to settle this on Boxing Day. Apparently, that's when British people get out and yeah. correct. <laughs> that's it. Wait, listen. I've had I've had matches with uh, with Matty, and uh, yeah, the guy's a beast. So um, I'm not looking forward to that on Boxing Day. Yes. But uh, we shall <laughs> we shall do it if it needs to be done. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe we could do like a little New Year's message or like a, a, a Christmas Day, like the Queen does the Queen's speech. Well, so I don't maybe... know if we get something out on Christmas Day, but uh -huh. I don't think we get something out on Christmas Day. I'm stuffing myself full of turkey. Oh yeah, no, I mean it'll be pre-recorded, like the Queen's one. Do you know what I mean? We'll just pre-record a little Christmas she's message, not live. maybe. Uh? She's, she's not live. She's not live. No, she oh. she'll be. She's sitting there in her pants, stroking a corgi. Watching I was, I was off. hoping at some point she'd like just, just get it wrong and then say, "Oh, let's start again." And then Jim Ross in the background says, "No, we're live, pal." No, we're live, pal. That's a bit, <laughs> and that's exactly the reason why they pre-record it. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the Queen can't cut a promo. I'm telling you. Oh, <laughs> there's there's a tagline for this show if I ever heard one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> The Queen can't cut a promo. Right, let's let's wrap it up. Let's say let's wrap it up like a Christmas present. Thank you to anyone that's watching. You know our regulars and our newbies. Thank you very much. We'll see you as soon as we can. As soon, we, yeah, we're not promising when we can do it, but we will. It will be as soon as we possibly can. But yeah, have a great Christmas, everyone. Take care. Take care. Bye.